Welcome. I'm Shelby Wagner, and this is Catalyst for Conversation, a podcast designed to spark curiosity in you. In this show, we discuss topics that challenge you to understand why you think the way you do and offer opportunities to encounter diverse perspectives, all in the name of helping individuals live together with authenticity, integrity, and empathy. Let's get started. gentle warning for you listeners today. During this episode, I discuss at a high level an incident of sexual abuse. Details are very minimal, but wanted to let you know so you can manage your emotions and boundaries appropriately. Well, welcome. I am so excited to have you join me for this first episode of Catalyst for Conversation, a new podcast series I am creating um, that is kind of a supporting piece to the Reflection Guide series that I have just launched. If you aren't familiar with my work, I recently created a reflection guide uh, that invites people to get curious with themselves and hopefully afterwards with others. The guides are very small bites of personal development. So coming in under 20 pages, really honing in on a specific topic to invite you into conversation, to strengthen self-awareness and curiosity. The podcast, uh, this series, will often support those topics that I write about, but sometimes there will be topics that don't have a reflection guide. So today, though we are starting with forgiveness, as that is the first issue in the Reflection Guide series. And I don't know what you think about forgiveness, but that's kind of a weighty, heavy topic (laughs) to dive in with, but I'm ready. I'm here for it. Um, You know, some people ask me, you know, how... How did you think of starting with forgiveness? Like, why did that feel important for you? And I think initially, my answer is always that I think forgiveness is one of our greatest gifts um, and one we don't often use or feels hard to use or actually feels sometimes not like a gift. But I really believe um, it's at the heart of some of our cycles of hate and anger of demeaning and dehumanizing. And it's at the heart of it in a way that I think the more we can engage with forgiveness, um, the less we get caught in those cycles. I think forgiveness holds the antidote to what we need to break free and untether ourselves from moments in the past that we experienced hurt or harm and to release them so they don't dominate our lives, and so we can reclaim parts of ourselves that we need to get to where we're going next. Recently, thinking about forgiveness, I asked um, a question on social media, on Instagram, and that was about where did you learn to forgive? And like, where did you learn about forgiveness? Did someone teach it to you? And also, how have you come to understand what is forgivable? I don't necessarily recall getting a lesson on forgiveness uh, myself, 
but I do remember an incident that happened when I was younger that changed my life dramatically. And when I look back on it, it feels like it was on the job training for forgiveness. And that's something that I want to share with you, that moment that I had that opportunity, that invitation to extend forgiveness, and not so much to focus on the moment itself, but what I've come to realize many years later about the invitation it continues to extend to me is I see that forgiveness is a journey. It isn't necessarily cut and dry, black and white, something that's one and done. So as I mentioned, um, I was around eight years old when I was attending a summer camp in the city, a day camp, so just gone for the day, a place I had become very familiar with. I had went to multiple summers, um, and one afternoon um, on my way back from our swimming lessons, a boy who was a few, few, excuse me, a few years older than me cornered me into joining him into um, an empty office. Um, we were in there for only about 10 minutes or so, but what took place in there in the simplest terms was an abuse of my physical boundaries, an abuse of my trust, an abuse of my physical space and my innocence. And up until that moment, I don't recall ever feeling caught off guard by someone. I didn't recall anyone hurting me um, or just not being prepared for someone to do something that I didn't expect. And in that moment, something changed in me that I didn't recognize when I was that age, but I see now, and we'll get to that in a little bit. So this moment, um, I would end up keeping this incident to myself for several, several years. I think I maybe told one or two people that I dated during college, kind of just very briefly though, not full detail. And full disclosure up until two months ago, not even my parents or my siblings knew. I think I was just so young that I couldn't really make sense of what happened in my mind. I knew it was not right, um, but it thankfully only happened once. And so I think I just learned to tuck it away. Or so I thought. And thankfully, you know, as I said, um, the boy never attempted anything else, even though I do remember one time on a field trip to the movie theater, my leg had fallen asleep and I had gotten up to walk around in the lobby and this boy, he got up and asked if he could join me. And I just remember in that moment very firmly telling him no. And he sat back down. The point of sharing this story is not so much the specific incident as it is the years that came after. And when I became reacquainted with this story in December of last year, uh, 2020, I had taken a narrative coaching session class with Lisa Harrison Company, um, where you review your life timeline. And this particular story came up 
uh, even though I'd been pushed to the periphery for so long. And as a matter of fact, I think it was like day two and I was looking at my timeline and thinking like, wow, this, this all feels like stuff I know, nothing new. Like, what am I going to write about? And then I said, oh, there is that story about camp and that boy that you really haven't talking about, you know, spoken about. And so once I put words to it, I remember just like kind of hurriedly getting notes down and then sharing it with the group, this coaching group I was in. Um, And like once those words came out of my mouth, it was like a wave came crashing down on me, exposing just how impactful that moment had been. And what I was seeing in the moment is that I had, I had forgiven him, but what I hadn't really dealt with is how that moment changed me. And so in December of 2020, I started to peel apart how that moment changed parts of who I was, parts that I started to hide and tuck away in defense of what happened. And I also wanted to spend some time, um, you know, starting to think about, well, what role did forgiveness play? Because I remember when I rediscovered this, I didn't really have any animosity in my memory towards that boy anymore. So I just want to journey through that a little bit um, and talk about my story of forgiveness, because there was a time where I did have anger about that moment but how that story of forgiveness has unraveled and revealed itself to be a story about forgiving myself. As I mentioned, I've kept this memory kind of at the periphery, but I do have specific moments in time where I was very conscious that it happened. And I remember being at a Girl Scout retreat. I was probably around 12. And at some point in the day, there was some sort of talk about self-care and personal safety. And I remember the speaker sharing statistics about, um, you know, the age that we were at and how likely it was that you would be uh, sexually abused by someone by this time in your life. And I remember it was a stat that was like one in five, you know, something where you looked around the room and you were like, oh my gosh, And I remember thinking like, one, I'm one of those people. And two, who else has this happened to? And then there are times that I remember being angry about how could that happen? Uh, Specifically, how could God let that happen? And I just remember thinking like, wow, that was so sneaky and unfair. And... You know, just why did that have to happen to me? Why would he do that? And I think more personal development work that I did over the years, I remember doing lots in my 20s. I think I started to piece together a story that put me at ease, and that's that he didn't know any better. He was likely 12 and likely maybe raised in a house where those boundaries were crossed. And so I made peace with, with what happened 
not condoning it, not excusing its impact, but saying that I don't want to hold on to that anger, that I want to let that go, that that's not somebody important in my life. And I want to move on from that. And so for most of my life, I think from that moment on, I kind of just let it go thinking it had been done. It had been gone and swept under the rug in my mind. But as I started to look at that timeline back in December this past year, I could feel that things weren't quite finished. So as I was looking at my timeline and sharing with friends, I did eventually tell my parents and my siblings and some close friends about the matter. And a good friend, um, you know, suggested that I should write a letter to my eight-year-old self to see what she has to say. And I will tell you, that was a hard, hard letter to write. I reached out to her to let her know how I was doing, to let my eight-year-old self know that I've made it, that I'm healthy, that I'm in loving relationships, that I love myself, and more importantly, that I don't hold her responsible, that there is no way she could have known. And just to let her know that I'm okay and that I want her to join me in where I want to take my life next because I knew that there were parts of me that I left in that moment and I needed them. I need them for where I'm going next because as I was uncovering this story, what I was seeing is I had become vigilant. I had become hardened. I had become alert and I had used some of my most precious gifts of empathy and understanding people to sense the bad in people, to overuse those powers, to be on guard. And I needed to let down my guard and I needed to soften, to do the work that I came here to do. And part of that is having these conversations with you. So after I wrote my letter to my eight-year-old self, she replied. She said she was sorry it had taken me so long, but nevertheless, she was so excited to hear from me. And she reiterated that she had no idea. She had no idea and that she was relieved to hear that I did not blame her. And that she was so happy to hear from me because there were parts of me that she had been holding on to, waiting for the day that we could join together again. The first few times I read what I wrote, I will, I will be honest and say that I bawled like I've never bawled before. And when I mentioned earlier that my journey of forgiveness has been one that has been unraveling for years, I can tell you I never saw this moment coming. 
I thought I had put that to bed. I thought I had put that to rest. And even in speaking life to it by sharing it with friends, which was very healing, writing these words and writing these messages to myself was just another step in that journey. And I think that's one reason this guide on forgiveness felt so important. Excuse me. Is that forgiveness or the concept of forgiveness is complicated, it's layered, and it just really depends on the scenario and the situation and the person. You know, when I first had people read the guide, someone said, what about forgiveness of yourself? And that really hadn't been on my mind when I wrote it. I was really thinking about forgiving another person. And I thought, wow, that's a great question. And it was a question I needed because I hadn't realized that that was the part of the journey that I was on rediscovering this story, is that it was becoming a story of forgiving myself. It was no longer about that moment in time. It was no longer about the boy. It was no longer about forgiving him. It was now about reclaiming me. And in order to do that, words of forgiveness, energy needed to be exchanged. Our time here on earth is a tricky one. One I personally find myself more and more lost between the spiritual world and the physical world. Trying to understand my purpose and remembering who I came here to be mashed up against career and family and bills and the everyday tasks that keep our lives afloat. I imagine the more we heal our wounds, the more it flows a bit easier, the more at ease and peace we feel here on this earth. I share this story with you to spark curiosity in you, to reveal and discover your relationship with forgiveness, to see if there are parts of you that need to let go, to release, whether that's thinking of someone else or yourself. I can tell you that there were parts of me that I hid away for a long time, caring parts of me, loving parts of me, the soft parts of me, because I felt like I needed to be on guard. And as I wrote that letter to myself that I, I saw it was time to forgive, to forgive us and let go so we could make room for something else. So something new could be born in that place. So we could build something new together. This podcast is created to ignite conversation in you. The hope is that through my words and those of my guests, you not only see myself and us a little bit clearer, but you also see yourself more clearly too. I invite you to check out my website, catalystforconversation.com to pick up your copy of the first reflection guide on forgiveness. I do believe it's one of the greatest gifts we have and yet understand it's, 
it can be one of the hardest choices to make. Just remember the road to a deeper connection in life and with your work begins with you. Be brave. Take a look inside. Till next time. Catalyst for Conversation is hosted by me, Shelby Wagner. Join me next time as I continue to discuss topics that tap into your curiosity and strengthen your self-awareness. Together, let's unlock the creativity and empathy we need to build a better world. Thank you.